welcome to Nourish. My name is Kasha, and I'm an entrepreneur, a longtime meditator, and a student of Chinese medicine. My mission with this podcast is to share the tools and practices to help you integrate your whole self into every aspect of your world. As someone who is both a type A high achiever and a deeply spiritual, vulnerable, and empathetic being, I know firsthand how it feels to be living a double life, showing up one way at work, a different way alone, and struggling to reconcile the two. This disintegration of authenticity is one of the biggest causes of burnout, health flares, and anxiety. For me, understanding how the mind-body connection is crucial to health and success, cultivating a strong sense of inner self, and applying the healing philosophies of Chinese medicine and Zen Buddhism to my life has allowed me to lead from a completely heart-powered place, letting go of other people's judgments and finding peace in allowing my multi-dimensional being to shine. My hope is that this podcast may inspire you to do the same. I want to call out. It is a practice, it is a journey, but I believe it is the most important thing that we can do for our bodies, minds, and our ultimate potential. Enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Nourish Podcast. Today I have a very special returning guest for you all. We have Anne Woods a licensed acupuncturist and herbalist in San Francisco and the visionary and creator, founder behind the Garden SF, which is a beautiful wellness space here in the Bay Area. And if you've tuned into this series before, you might be tuning into the fact that we are welcoming in summer and today's episode is all about that transition. One of my personal goals this year has been to start to live a bit more seasonally and start to notice what is happening in nature around me. I spend a lot of time in front of my computer, like many of you listening perhaps, and sometimes I feel disconnected. I'm not always eating the seasonal foods or adjusting my reflective practices or movement practices to the seasons. And this series with Anne has been so influential in my life because I've been incorporating a lot of what I'm learning on these episodes around how Chinese medicine views the seasons and views seasonal living. And it's really all about coming back into balance. So today we're going to be talking about summer, the element, color, emotions, the constitution associated with the summer season, some of the patterns that you might recognize in Chinese medicine that are associated with the summer season and what balance versus out of balance looks like. And not just on the spectrum of heat, which we associate with the summer, but also some of the symptoms of lethargy and how those can show up and how those can actually be patterns of imbalance according to Chinese medicine. And we'll be walking us through foods, of course, movement, and diving into skincare as well. One of the things that I've noticed in my own life as somebody who has chronic, severe at times actually, eczema, is that my skin changes with the seasons, with the amount of sun that I'm getting, with the amount of rain that we're experiencing here in the Bay Area. 
And so we start to dive into how to think about taking care of your skin and so much more. This episode is such an incredible one. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, let's welcome Anne to the podcast. Thanks, Kasha. Good to see you. Happy summer. Happy summer. I absolutely love how our connecting has become this seasonal thing. Me too. <laughs> it like signifies the transitions. And as I mentioned, I think last time on our on the podcast we recorded together, I feel like it's such a good reminder of the transition for me because I get to see you right in the midst of the transition itself with all these questions. And it's just so inspiring to think about living seasonally in the context of East Asian medicine, Chinese medicine. And so I'm thrilled to have you back. Mm -hmm. Happy to be back as well. So I'm going to kick this off slightly differently because I always ask every guest, what are three words that they would use to describe themselves? But we've already done that. So I'm figuring we can kind of switch it up kind of a new summer vibes. And I would love to ask you, what is your theme for summer? And does it also relate to some of the core themes that come up this time of year? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My theme for summer, I would say is playfulness. And I like playfulness for me personally, because as the founder of the Garden Wellness Clinic and a busy business owner and acupuncturist and practitioner and, you know, outdoor enthusiast and hobbyist and all the things I like to do, I can get kind of caught up in my projects. And so I think playfulness is important to remember to be in the present moment, you know, hang out with little kids more, just take breaks and enjoy the sun and the weather and the summer season and say yes to those little trips that you get invited to every once in a while, where sometimes you think, oh, I don't have enough time for that. I'll get it next time. And then you look back and you're like, ah, really should have said yes to that, right? So I'm excited to play in the mountains and at the river and the ocean, do a little bit of local travel this summer. So yeah, playfulness. I love that. I love, love, love that. That is such a good theme. That is such a good theme. And one that is usually forgotten. You know, I feel like people go into the season being like, okay, it's the season of eating the salads. And obviously we'll get into the foods and whatnot, but it's like, (laughs) you know, there, there used to be that trend around like summer body and blah, blah, blah. But you know, what about summer play? I love that. I love it. Yeah, me too. We lose that as adults sometimes, right? You know, working that 40 hour plus work week, Mm. you know, if you're working off a calendar, it's hard to remember to calendar and playtime. What's your word? Um, honestly, the word that comes up for me is nature. I just rented a community garden plot. Wow. Yeah. And so that's definitely the theme for me. And, you know, at first, actually, when I started to do it, you're going to not scold me, but kind of related to what you just said. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, I have to like plan out when am I going to go to the garden? Obviously your garden, but like the garden that I, that I rented <laughs> to like uh-huh. plant these plants and do this thing. And when I was there, I kind of just lost track of time and it was just so enjoyable, like kind of doing things with my hands and whatnot. So that is going to be, I think, a huge part of like that play nature vibe for me. Mm-hmm, exactly. I love that you said that because that's literally why I named our clinic the garden is because of that feeling. Exactly. And when you get your hands dirty, you get into the moment, you understand how there's these tiny little universes within this small plot of earth 
and you could start to pay attention to different things. You can feel your brain changing over to the right side a little bit more, but you have to use the left side too, right? Because you have to plan your garden. You have to plant your seeds. You have to think ahead of what might happen and care really, you know, have lots of special care for your plants and, and tend to your garden. But that, I think that's why people love it so much. It's so relaxing. You just forget about all the other things going on in your life and you're just right there with your watering can or your hose or the little roly polies and butterflies and <laughs> the leaves are changing shape and you're like getting so excited. <laughs> it's very fun. I'm just trying to keep them alive. That's step one for me. But <clears throat> at this stage, it's very fun. Let's see. Let's see how we go. Yeah. We'll have to talk later about drought tolerant plants. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. The hardy, the hardy Yeah. Ones. The ones that will survive. That's what I need. So let's dive into all things summer because kind of talking about gardens and the great outdoors, we have entered the summer season according to traditional Chinese medicine or the traditional Chinese medicine calendar. I noted from your beautiful Zine. Zine, right? Zine. 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 Oh, I knew. Like magazine. Yes, I messed it up. I was like, Zine, Zine. I knew I... Okay. Anyway. Yeah, that's okay. Everybody does that. It's okay. Yeah, zine. everybody does that. It's just Zine, like a tiny magazine. Oh, I love it. I actually was yeah. thinking magazine, but I mispronounced it. But anyway, so it started May 5th and it goes until August 4th. And so... First of all, I want to start with that kind of overarching, like zooming out, giving people a lay of the calendar for a moment. There's a distinction between summer and late summer, and we're transitioning from spring into now summer, or we have transitioned since we're recording this on May 8th. Can you share with folks kind of a zoomed out view, what exactly is the difference between these three seasons as they're seen? Mm-hmm. Summer to late summer. And what was the third one that you said? Well, spring, first of all, spring to summer, that transition. Spring through spring to late summer. Sure. Yeah. Spring through to late summer. Sure. No problem. So spring to summer, one of my favorites and a lot of our favorites, right? Because it's such a visual time and we're also starting to heat up and warm up from the cold, the, all the cold and the frigidness of the, and the hibernation of the winter season. So, you know, spring here in California is incredibly beautiful this year because we had so many storms and so much rain water. And now we have these abundant wildflower blooms all over the hillsides up and down the coast and inland as well. The super blooms, they're just really pretty. And if you haven't gone out to see them, you should definitely hop in a car and or, or some, you know, a train or whatever and go see those things. A vehicle of some sort. <laughs> a vehicle of some kind. So spring to summer is is really sweet. At least for me, I can really feel into my body and my rhythms, how I start to make my decisions are a little bit different. I feel more ready to be more social and get out there, join, you know, like park gatherings, going to fun little parties and dinner parties. And just, you know, people I think are more interested in coordinating with one another and, and being more social and, and playful and celebratory. Um, it's just more comfortable outside. I think that's one of the biggest cues is, oh, it's so pretty outside visually, both, you know, the weather and what I'm seeing that I just want to be in it. So I think your word of nature and my word of play are extremely in tune with that transition, which is where we're at right now, right? Because 
from the Gregorian calendar where we won't hit the the summer solstice until June, but in the lunar calendar, we're actually already there. It's May 8th today that we're recording. May 5th was the beginning of summer. And, you know, I can see it in my plants. I guess here in San Francisco, all of the tree blossoms have already kind of done their thing and expanded and bloomed. And now I'm starting to see, you know, more flowers and different vegetables and at the farmer's market. And yeah, summer, summer is here. So that's such a nice transition. Summer to late summer, I would say is unique because here in the Bay Area, we don't really feel it as much. Maybe if you go inland or if you, you know, you're know you in Southern California or north of, of the Bay, but it's really that dry, crisp, super hot, last little last of heat that we get in late August. And that's when all the heart, you know, the harvest or the vegetables or plants just come to a complete ending of their growth cycle. And you want to think of, you know, crunching on land that just has like dry brown grass. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's important for our bodies as we when we transition from summer to late summer to focus on hydration and take care of our skin a little bit differently. We want to focus on hydrating veggies and just preparing for that switch into fall. But late summer is a pretty short little season. It's unique because it's not in the four seasons. It's the fifth season in Chinese medicine. So it's only 20 days long. It's just a little period in August, but it's that last blast of heat in the end of August. And depending on where you live, of course, it may happen at a different month or different time. But you know, we all know in San Francisco, we love being around in September, October. It's so beautiful here. We get those like 80 degree days, which are unique for us. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And we'll get into that deeper. I was curious about that segmentation, which I think is so unique in the lunar calendar. So you kind of talked a bit about your mental state, the way that you're making decisions to be kind of changing, you're feeling more social. And so I'm curious, what are some of the emotions that are associated with this transition into summer? Mm-hmm. Sure. So summer is a season of joy and excitement. Spring was more anger, frustration, irritability. So we still can see some of that irritability in the summer season because as we all know, when the weather is really hot and when the weather is really hot and we have that heart and small intestine centric season upon us, we can get a little agitated easily. So irritability is still common in the summertime just depends you know what you're feeding your body how you're keeping your body cool hydrated and not allowing your chi and your blood to stagnate you know we have to move our bodies even in the summertime even if we're sweating naturally it's still important to move and exercise and keep the energy of the body flowing so what would be some of the practices that you would recommend incorporating as we're kind of shifting out of what I remember was a very windy season? I think the last time we recorded, there was literally like a windstorm. Everything was kind of falling over, toppling over. And so now as we're kind of heating up, things are blooming. What types of physical actions should we be taking with our bodies? Sure. So I really like to, for movement methods for summer season, I like to recommend, you know, a solid yoga practice whenever you can fit it into your day, whether it's right when you wake up before you have a cup of tea or coffee, if you could fit it into a break in the middle of your day, that also would be nice. 
or some more yin style of yoga stretching before bed. So this is this is all to say yoga can be both a, a heating exercise. So you can use it for heat cultivation in the winter or the fall months or fall seasons. And you can also use yoga as a cooling practice too in the hot months too. So I like to recommend the heart openers for the summer season because summer is the season of the heart. And that's going to be back bends. There's a connection between heart energy and hips. So a lot of hip openers in the summer season, like pigeon pose, figure four, even down dog can feel really good on the outside of the hips. It can be as simple as you like. It can be advanced yoga, whatever your preference is. And I think twists are really nice for summer too, just to help support cleansing and detox. Yeah. Deep lunges are also nice for the summer season because you can move the fascia that's along the heart channel and small intestine channel, which is mostly kind of in the armpit, the arm, the hands, the neck, on the face. Yeah, you can move that fascia and those muscles. You can move energy through them and it will also help open the channels energetically just through your yoga practice without acupuncture, which is very cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that's one piece. And I also think it's important to state too that summer is a great season to really get out there and go full force cardiovascular activity, hit classes, you know, mega former Pilates, push yourself with weight training and getting sweaty. It's totally fine to sauna and steam room and all that in the summer too. Just getting sweaty is is really nice for your health, um, building that heat. If you're in like Louisiana or Texas, you may not need a sauna. <laughs> Maybe the last thing you want to think about. Just go outside. <laughs> Just go outside for 30 or 30 minutes sun exposure that you need each day and, and you should be good. So if it's really hot, I mean, it's a little hard to make recommendations for everyone for the summer season because the temperature is so different in lots of different places. But you have to use your best judgment, pay attention to what's going on outside. If you feel like you have the energy for a long run, or you could also take a nice long hike or a long walk, you know, that's up to you. But I think it's important to get your stretching in either one of those points of the day, the morning, midday or evening, just to balance out all the extra movement that we have that we're probably going to be doing in the summer season. So you mentioned quite a bit actually about the heart and about obviously like themes of there's warmth, there's heat, Mm -hmm. there's the emotion of joy. And Chinese medicine was the first, I guess, medicine and philosophy that introduced also some of the overdoing aspects of things, even like joy, like overjoy Mm -hmm. as something that isn't so great. And so I'm curious, is that something that is commonly witnessed if someone is overdoing, I guess, overdoing even movement, overdoing socialization? Like, could you kind of speak to things to look out for, to notice if you're overdoing it, especially when it comes to working out? Because I I'm noticing like the heat, the energy in the air, but you know, there's also kind of like the flip side of everything. And so what are some of the signs to look for specifically with maybe overjoy first? And then we can talk about any of the other imbalances to keep an eye out. Again, the summer season is all about heart and small intestine. Things that are common in the clinic that we see in the summertime are conditions of either summer heat, which is its own diagnosis, 
or, you know, heart yin deficiency, you could have heat in the heart. There's all sorts of things that can go out of balance with the heart meridian itself. Same thing with small intestine. Those diagnoses just sound a little different, but when those are out of balance, we're seeing a lot of insomnia. We're seeing a lot of excessive sweating. We're seeing urinary tract infections. We're seeing heart palpitations, even like pain along the channel too, or or those channels that can be a symptom of imbalance in heart and small intestine. Also, the skin can turn really bright red and rosacea can be more common in the summertime with summer heat. You know, your blood vessels are trying to cool your your body down. So your cheeks will get red or your nose will get red. Um, Also, irritability or feeling restless or anxious and like you can't slow down that more emotional state of just the the heat agitating and bubbling you up, right? Like you're a pot of boiling water. And those are all symptoms that it's time to slow down. It's time to go see your acupuncturist, get on some herbs, get a good treatment, you know, chill out a little bit, take naps throughout the day, and even maybe go do some introspective work with yourself or a therapist or your journal and talk about it and ask, you know, why is this happening or what's going on? And what do I want to do about it? You know, the other thing, like you said, was excessive joy, right? Or too much fun, right? (laughs) Could be something that happens in the summertime. And if you think about too much joy, that can turn into more, you know, like manic symptoms. And that's not healthy either, because then you're exhausting the chi, the heart chi, you're exhausting the heart yin, you know, you're moving too quickly, you're staying up here. Chinese medicine is loves balance, right? It's what we talk about every time we meet. It's the yin and the yang. And if you have way too much yang energy, which is that mania, then you're going to start seeing some symptoms come up. And it's definitely means it's time to take a rest or make some changes and or go talk to someone, see your acupuncturist, so on and so forth. And then the other direction is true too. So lack of joy, right? Feeling depressed, feeling lethargic, feeling like you don't want to get up and go anywhere. That also can be a sign of a summertime condition as well. So if you're not feeling that sense of wonder or joyfulness this season, then that could also be a good instigator that you need to go go reach for some help. Yeah. And support. The other one that's the last one I'll give you that's interesting too is speech problems. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So losing your speech, having a lot of babbling or what is that called? Oh, stuttering, you know, that can be a symptom of a heart or a summertime imbalance. Losing your speech as in forgetting words or more so? Yeah, yeah. You know, when people talk too much and they don't stop talking to let the other person talk. Yep. Yep. (laughs) A hundred percent. We all know those people. (laughs) And that's a, that's a heart person. You remember when we were talking about liver people in the springtime or how we all have constitutions Yes, of the five elements. I also want to just be clear that just because you meet someone who is an excessive talker or they babble or they stutter or they have really like loud laughter or they talk really quickly this may not mean that there's, you know, medically something wrong with this person. It could just be that they're a heart person. They're a fire person. That's their constitution. I would love to actually shed a little bit of light on this because, you know, last time we talked about the liver person, now we're talking about, you know, the heart constitution. Can you take a moment just to kind of walk us through the different constitutions and how they align with the seasons and kind of what are some of the things that 
it would mean for somebody. Cause I know I'm, I'm a lung person. So I think I'm in the fall, although I always thought I was a liver constitution. So that's interesting to me, but anyway, I would just love to kind of give people a better idea of what that looks like. Sure. So, you know, what I could say for all of the constitutions, I mean, we could have a whole, let's have another podcast on this actually, because we could have a full episode on this. I know. I think this answer is a little too long for our summertime podcast listeners, but briefly what I'll say is each season, you know, is related to an organ pair and each organ pair is related to an element and each season is related to an element. And so of course you're going to see overlap amongst all of those things. For example, the liver person in the springtime is probably going to get more agitated in the springtime than they are in the summertime because the summertime may just feel more easy to them. And, you know, they don't have a heart, small intestine imbalance constitution in their body and the excessive, you know, vacations or socialization or events or playfulness, it, it doesn't bother them really there for, for, for whatever reason. But when the wind picks up in the springtime and other people are agitated, they get really flustered by that. Or, you know, they have other liver symptoms like chisagnation or PMS or, you know, difficulty thinking or whatever comes up for them. So that's kind of the short version. And then I guess since, you know, we like to talk about you sometimes too, the, you know, since you're a long person, I was going to say earlier too, you can be a couple constitutions. It's not just a one and done. Oh, interesting. I think I'm definitely a liver then. <laughs> yeah. Long and liver, which means you're a wood type is how you would say it. You're a wood type and you're a, a metal type. And just for folks who perhaps, you know, to kind of tie it back to summer specifically, you started to mention some of the symptoms or I guess um, traits, let's say associated, not symptoms, but traits associated with heart types. What are some of the other traits? Would it be just kind of more of a elevated version of, let's say, that joy, that energy, that desire to socialize? Or are there also some other specific traits that come with heart constitutions? Yeah, there are a lot of traits. Um, I don't think I have all of them memorized, to be honest with you, but a couple that I can remember are a heart person. And that's, it's easy to remember because I'm this way, but heart people have big teeth and I have big teeth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Isn't that funny? So my two front teeth yeah. are so much bigger than, you know, the other ones. And also Jessica Simpson too, by the way, random fact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've seen a slideshow actually of celebrities and, you know, five element constitutions. It's pretty fun, but heart people, you know, have more of a pointed head shape or pointy chin shape. They could have red hair, you know, those common kind of things you would assume they move fast. They're good at math. They're good problem solvers heart people or fire people, they're called fire people, not heart people. Fire element types are, you know, just they're quick, they're smart, they're logical, they're mathematical. They have a hard time taking naps and taking rests. And so their job is to focus on slowing down. It makes sense because summertime is that fire. We're all feeling lifted. We're all feeling joyous. We're all feeling excited. And we just want to go, go, go. And it does feel harder to slow down and rest. It, it doesn't feel as natural unless it's really hot. I love how personalized, you know, Chinese medicine is in this way, right? 
there's the kind of seasonal changes that we can all anticipate that we're talking about. But I almost see like this very clear spectrum where on one side you have like the overdoing it, the overheat, the overjoy. On the other side, the kind of underjoy, the depressive symptoms and balance is somewhere in the middle. And if you already fall onto that one side of that spectrum of being a fire element person, you already seem to have some of that perhaps within you. And that's just going to further rile that up. Yeah, and rile it up. Totally. Speaking of, I know you mentioned a bit around some of the symptoms of overheat or, you know, kind of overstimulation being some insomnia symptoms. And I'm curious, during this time of year, we are definitely experiencing some changes, of course, with the sunrise, sunset, the days are longer. Are there some changes to our sleep cycles that we should be anticipating or changes that we should be making in our routine related to sleep? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like we talked about in the winter, it's really nice on the body to go to bed a little bit earlier and just call it a day a few hours after the sun goes down. But in the summer, it's recommended to stay up a little bit later. So it's a nice time to, again, go out, be social, go for walks. There's more light throughout the evening as well. So a little after dinner walk is really nice. You know, you don't have to turn it in so early in the summertime. And it's interesting. It's almost like we don't need it as much. I mean, all of, all of it, of course, is is depending on your lifestyle and what you've got going on personally. But yeah, you know, staying up a little bit later is, is A-OK this season. And before we move on to food, which is definitely one of my favorite topics because I just love stalking your Instagram. I watched your stories today <laughs> on your... Oh, cool. I think that they were... Were they collard green wraps or was that kale? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Looked so good. So good. So I do want to definitely dive into that. But a thought kind of occurred to me, you know, we've been having these podcast episodes seasonally kind of recommending lifestyle changes, ways to stay in balance for the person or people who perhaps push themselves throughout the winter time and the springtime and kind of really adhered to the traditional Western kind of a cultural norm of it is the same all year round, just go, go, go. What kind of side of the spectrum might they be falling on right now in terms of you know, are they going to be experiencing this the summer season the same way? Or might they kind of lean towards some symptoms of imbalance in this case, if you aren't kind of tuning into the seasons the way that you've been sharing with us? Yeah, definitely. I mean, who really, honestly, everything is so individualized, like who really knows what's going to happen to them, those (laughs) go-getters. But yeah, if you don't take breaks and you don't rest and you know, you don't take care of yourself, your body will tell you. And that goes for any season, right? That goes for any season. If you don't slow down to take care of yourself and you don't pay attention to your body's physical health and emotional health, and I would even argue your body's spiritual health as well, if you don't pay attention to all these three things throughout your whole entire life and you're just focusing on work and play and pleasure and friends and family and you're not really dealing with any of these things, your body will talk to you and it probably won't be pleasant. (laughs) And something like adrenal fatigue symptoms Mm -hmm. or burnout symptoms, are those typically heart related or not? I'm curious. More, I would say more kidney. Adrenals rest physiologically or anatomically, they rest atop the kidneys. 
So I would organize adrenal fatigue more in a kidney constitution or someone who is burning up or using up too much of the kidney essence, kidney chi, kidney yin, um, any of those things. Heart chi, heart yin in the summertime, it's a little bit different. You could relate it to that feeling of like running on fumes or, you know, it's kind of that feeling of, I think of toddlers, to be honest with you. <laughs> Do share, please. <laughs> I think of toddlers. I don't have a toddler, but I, I have a lot of toddler friends. And I see this happen to them where they just go, 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 go. They want to play with their friends. They want to do, you know, all of this fun stuff. They want their learning. They're experiencing the world. They're like little sponges and they don't know when to stop, right? What happens? They get irritable. They throw things or they get like really crazy, like hyped up before bedtime. You know, have you seen that with little kids? Zoomies. Uh Uh-huh. Zoomies. Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of a nice metaphor for what can happen to adults in the summertime too. Just maybe doesn't look the same, but we feel it on the inside, which is, you know, that summertime insomnia of it's time for red, but oh my gosh, I cannot close my eyes for the life of me. And I just have thoughts racing around or my heart's pumping and I don't know why or yeah, you know, discomfort. And so again, really important to give your brain the space throughout the day to process everything and take a rest when you need it. If you feel like you're too hot, you should tell someone, you know, if you're in a social environment, be communicative and take care of yourself. Some of us get hot more, way more quickly than others, especially if you have a pre-existing heart condition. Summertime is an important season to be careful and to and take extra special care of yourself. Don't let your body overheat. You know, if you need to be in AC and cooler weather in the shade, you need to know that about yourself and and you need to advocate for that. That's that's important this season too. Cardiovascular health. I love that. I love that as a theme of kind of connecting back to that heart and the fire element. So speaking of ways to cool down, I know that foods can be a powerful way to do that. Are we allowed to be eating salads and drinking our smoothies finally? Like is iced coffee okay <laughs> during this time? Yes or no, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. You have the green light. Check, check. Yeah, go for it. If it's hot outside, you can have popsicles and smoothies and salads and chilled things. And, you know, again, it's always about moderation. So I'm not going to say just have all frozen foods 24-7. That's going to hinder the chi flow and it's going to, it could cause some issues with your health and toss you back out of balance again. But yeah, of course, if you are really, really hot and you need to cool down, ice is a really nice way to do that. I actually still drink hot tea in, you know, hot things and like to enjoy hot soups in the summertime. It just feels really good to my body, keeps things flowing. But yeah, every once in a while, I'll have like a popsicle or a fun sorbet. I love coconut ice cream. The vegan ice cream is really good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, love a salad. And I think we talked about a spring salad last time. So I've got some fun salad recipes coming out. We actually just launched a blog and most of the blog is recipes. 
Oof. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about it. And so what are some of the seasonal foods that we should be looking out for in summer? I remember spring we had citrus Mm -hmm. and I was like on a roll eating that every single week. So what should we be incorporating in the summertime? Good job. There's a lot to pick from in the summer. I love summer fruits and vegetables. See, so fresh produce. I always think of tomatoes, watermelon, cucumber, hot peppers. What else? Berries are, oh my gosh, in Northern California, the berries are the best I've ever had in my whole entire life. Are you from California? I don't remember. No, I'm from, I'm from the East coast. Yeah. So we definitely have that late summer, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You have the berries too over there, but oh my gosh, that first California raspberry midsummer there. It's almost, it's so dark red. It's almost like a pomegranate color. It's just unbelievable flavor. So definitely the berries and avocados, cherries are really fun for the summertime. Stone fruit, delicious. All the peaches and plums and apricots. Okra is a summertime vegetable. That's a great Texas one. Okra and tomatoes is a great dish, comfort food. And summer squash, squash blossoms. Yeah, there's so much. There's so, so much. I will point out, and maybe this is obvious in a way, but it is interesting how a lot of the, I guess, grocery list items that you're mentioning here, they're very kind of juicy. And is there Mm -hmm. kind of a correlation with these foods being cooling for the body? Is that kind of some of the intention behind what to eat seasonally during this time? Yeah, absolutely. And I always, you know, wonder, I think there's research on this, but, you know, plants and humans evolve together to support one another, right? So the humans need the juicier plants in the summertime to stay hydrated, you know, hydrating fruits, hydrating crunchy veggies. We pick those more so that we can survive. And then I would imagine that the plants evolve to give us what we need. So we plant them more and we produce them more and we help them survive too and and so on and so forth. And also we are nature and maybe that's not even happening. And that's just nature and nature just knows this is what happens at this time of year. This is what humans need at this time of year. This is what grows at this time of year. And they just start all synced up. I love that. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Do you want to hear my grocery list? I'll give you the whole thing. Yes, please. Please share it with us. Okay. Let's go through it. Melons, berries, bok choy. So crunchy and crispy, right? Fresh corn cherries, quinoa, brown rice, tortillas, yogurt, tomatoes. Have you tried the coconut? I know I just said coconut ice cream earlier, but have you tried the coconut yogurt that's at the stores now? Which one? I don't know. They're all very good. Cocoa. Okay. There's there's a really good one. There's a bunch. There's yeah. some really good, bunch uh-huh. of good ones. So look out for that. Obsessed. Uh-huh. Especially if you're sensitive to dairy or you tend towards dampness. The coconut yogurt is a really nice alternative. You still get the probiotics. Yeah, here we go. Fresh herbs, peaches, apricots, peas, avocados, seaweeds, of course, leafy greens, watercress. I've got a great watercress salad recipe for you. Pickled red onion or beets. Pickled beets are really fun in the summertime. Red foods are great for the heart and small intestine energy. So like pickled red onions, pickled beets, really nice at this time of year. Sprouts, 
I'm thinking like sunflower sprouts and alfalfa sprouts and microgreens of kale and arugula and broccoli, all sorts of things. Mung beans. Mung beans are really cooling and so they can be helpful for summer heat. Red dates, lemons, limes, okra, peppers of all kinds, sourdough bread, summer squash and zucchini, and cruciferous veggies. So lots of bitter greens. So the, the flavor, we didn't touch on this yet, but the flavor of summer is bitter. And so we want to make sure that we're eating lots of bitter foods. And that will also help keep the body in balance. I love that I asked this question towards the end, because every time we talk about this stuff, it sounds so good. And I'm just like left super hungry. So I, I remember that last time I was starved <laughs> after we talked about your recipes. I'm so excited for your blog. I'm going to link that, by the way, in the show notes. Thank you. So speaking of kind of the transitions we can experience, ways to balance that with food, ways to balance that with movement, I'd love to talk a bit about skincare because I notice and maybe your patients are the same, that my skin also changes throughout the year. And so I'm curious, what are some of the things we can expect and what are some of the ways that we can balance some of the things that come up with regards to skin? So I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Absolutely. I love talking about skincare. You know, we maybe mentioned it in the past, but we have an extremely special, special, special acupuncture facial treatment at the garden. And everyone who is an acupuncturist there is so well trained in skincare and holistic skincare. So we can teach you or anyone all about making that transition from your classic, you know, I don't know, I buy things at the drugstore and it just kind of works, but I still am not glowing or I don't really, I still have dullness or acne or redness or whatever it is. So we can help you make that transition. We have incredible product that is grown. These herbs are grown like 15 minutes away from our clinic and even manufactured. Wow. That close to, I know it's, and it's all organic. And so it's not just clean beauty, but it's organic skincare, which is the next level. Local. Right. It's (laughs) cream of the crop local, organic, woman-owned, you know, just such good, good, good medicine for the skin is honestly what it is. And the ingredients are really clean and pure and super simple. So there's that. So I love talking about skincare. And that's another one. We're going to have to bookmark that conversation for another one. But here's what happens in the summer with your skin. We are transitioning from dry winter skin and getting blasted with the heat to switching into this kind of windy, wild spring energy where we can get both dryness and oiliness and redness and allergies. We've got histamine reactions coming our way. You know, that's going to affect your skin. The foods are changing. And so maybe your diet's changing a little bit. That can affect your skin. And whatever is going on with your digestion can affect your skin and stress, right? So if you are a wood type or that liver constitution, and you're getting really stressed in the springtime, it's going to show up on your skin and your body. So transitioning into summer, it's important to to take note of what's happening. We're going to be sweating more. So I would not, unless you have wiser skin type age, you know, like 50 plus, I would not recommend, you know, heavy, heavy creams during the day. If you're going to deeply moisturize and your skin can handle that without breaking out, you're going to want to save that for bedtime. So that's kind of one thing. 
And just making that swap in your lineup that you have in your bathroom for your skincare routine in morning and night, you want to lighten things up. So I would do reach for like an oil serum or reach for, you know, really gentle nurturing oil as your moisturizer and your skin should be healthy throughout the season. And again, this is also really vague, broad advice, but definitely come in and get a treatment and talk to a professional, whether you're local, if you're in San Francisco, come to the garden and and get an assessment from one of us and we'll get you on the right track and, and get you on great product. But if you don't live in San Francisco, then go see an esthetician who uses clean skincare practices and talk to them about how you can change up your skincare routine for the summer because it really does make a difference. It's so common that we see a lot of breakouts and acne in the summer because again, people are are playing more. And so they tend to go to parties or maybe like the foods are a little bit hotter. They're a little, which can cause inflammation sometimes, or, you know, fried foods can cause inflammation or whatever it is they're eating can affect the gut. And then we'll see that in the skin. So you may need to get on some nice weekly mask routines. And so gentle exfoliating mask routines that are either enzymatic or sulfur mask cooling aloe vera mask, you know, things like that. I love the cucumbers on the eyes. <laughs> Those are fun. A juicy, cooling vegetable. Yeah, exactly. Vegetable. Yeah. Anyway, so there's there's a lot you can do with your skin in the summertime. But honestly, I think less is more. That's my best wisdom for you is scale back a little bit on the heavy creams, switch to an oil moisturizer or just, you know, a really basic oil that's all natural and organic and has some nourishing herbs inside and and wear your sunscreen and a hat. Oh yeah. So important. So just before we wrap and I ask you your final question, I want to throw one more in there. Could you walk us through kind of to kind of pull it all together? What would be a day in the life of somebody living like a balanced summer routine? Like from wake up <laughs> to go uh-huh. to bed, like if you don't have to break down everything like floss, right? Obviously, but just like some of the key points to kind of bring together what this would look like. And you can kind of throw in some of the key highlights that are super important, like the movement and whatnot, and maybe certain foods, you how to incorporate them throughout the day. Break it down for us. Okay. I will do my best. You know, like I keep saying over and over again, everyone is so different. We all need different things. So it's hard to put everyone into a one summer box, but I can tell you what works for me. How about that? Yes. We would love that. We, I okay. right now and the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So let's see. Um, my routine, I like a lot of variety in my life. So my routine does change on the daily. I don't do the same thing every single day. But I will share, I'll pick a day and I'll share that one with you for summertime. So I wake up in the summer a bit earlier, maybe around, you know, 6 or 6.45. I'll make a hot tea or a hot coffee beverage or something like that and do some yoga stretching and meditation. And I really like waking up slow with the sun in the morning time. And then I'll have a little bit of a snack and go for a run and get sweaty and get moving and get that young energy of the sunlight into my body. And it just feels so good and quiet in the city. So I really like the early morning for that sweaty exercise and kind of run around town or at the beach in the park, one of these places, and then make a nice breakfast, come back, drink a bunch of water, um, have a nice big breakfast. I, for summer breakfast, I enjoy 
know, it sounds kind of weird, but summer salad with a boiled egg and so, or two. So you could do anything like, you know, like a radicchio and arugula salad that has a nutritional yeast dressing with toasted pecans or pepitas and a lime <laughs> squeeze on it, fresh sprouts, tomatoes, cucumber, avocado, boom, breakfast salad done. And then you have that nice soft or medium boiled egg that has the runny yolk and a little toast. And that's delicious for breakfast. I think my stomach just rumbled. That sounds great. Mine is too. I'm on mute. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> and then I go to work. And so at work, I like to have a snack. I think goji berries are a nice little red fruit. Goji berries and pecans is a fun snack to keep on hand for the summertime because it's a blood builder, chian blood builder. And red is the color of summer. So I like having little red snacks around things like cherries or little fruit snack. Yeah. And then sometimes it depends on how hard I worked out or, you know, how hard work is going and I may need a heavier snack. So, you know, like a little sandwich or more protein, you know, like a, a protein shake that I'll take to work with me when I'm seeing busy seeing patients. It's nice to have some more nutrition. That's easy to just take it in, right? Because it's a very go, go, go kind of work environment. And then for always stop for lunch. It's really important when you eat lunch to put your phone down, turn off your computer, don't watch anything or read anything. Just be with your food and breathe and absorb that nutrition into your body and into your your spirit and and all that. And it feels good to kind of have a lunch meditation and lunch. Uh, summer lunches are fun. Uh, lately, I mean, that collard wrap was perfect that you saw. So we'll use that as an example. I made quinoa, which has a little protein in it with bone broth pulled chicken. And what that means is you can either grab, you can bake your own chicken or, or roast your own chicken, or you can pull the meat off of a rotisserie chicken, and then you reheat it in bone broth. And so the bone broth infuses back into the, or into the chicken and the quinoa, and I'll add kale or arugula to that, and then wrap that up with some ume plum vinegar or ume plum paste and a miso dressing, and then wrap that all up in a raw leaf of a collard green. You just chop off the bottom. It's like a little burrito. So those are great for lunch. Really delicious. And if you want more sustenance, you can always add more nuts and seeds and more protein. And and you can really put anything in one of those wraps. They're so good and gluten free. Really versatile with food allergies and and all that. And then after lunch, you know, get back to work and finish out the day with patients or you know run in the business and have a nice little five to 10 minute break within that period of a meditation or a quick walk around the neighborhood or some do some sun salutations, drink a bunch of water throughout the day. I love that, you know, cucumber water or water with lemon or lime, fresh lime juice. And then dinner is, you know, a great example would be, oh man, there's so many options to pull from, but good summer dinner would be like a we can stay on the chicken train, I guess. So like in the zine, I have a recipe for lemongrass, grilled lemongrass chicken with glass noodles. And there's just a lot of fun spices and peppers and it tastes so good. So you could do it with pork, you could do it with beef, lamb, anything like that would be awesome. But summertime grill time is nice. And you can also grill something and then serve it cold. So like a grilled steak, but then you serve it chilled with a lot of vegetables on the side and greens and things like that, or a chilled soup. <laughs> we could go 
go on and on and on, but you get the idea. And then, you know, some stretching at night and winding it down, connecting with friends, going out to into the city for a fun dinner, going to a fun dinner party, a night little yoga class or something is also really fun. And then get some rest, call it a day. You are quite the epitome of health there, I will say. I love it. <laughs> You're walking your talk. I love it. I'm so glad I asked that question. It gave me a nice little peek into just a very balanced day. And I mean, that was really, really helpful. I think the way that you kind of balanced movement with the stretching, with like the types of foods and the logic around that. So thank you for sharing. Ah, yeah, my pleasure. I could keep going, but we are actually over time. So we are going to have to wrap this episode of the summer season. And I would love to leave folks with any updates you have going on at the garden or your blog or any of that stuff. And where can people find you? And reminder, everything will be hyperlinked in the show notes. So y'all can go and take a peek at it there too. Oh, great. Thank you. Yes. So we have a lot of fun new things happening for this summer. Well, we have our blog, which we talked about. Definitely check that out. There's going to be so many great recipes on there, healthy recipes, recipes that you can modify really easily for any kind of diet. And they're all going to be season specific. So you're, you know that you'll be in good hands and you can kind of peruse those and, and eat with the seasons with us. And then we also have a have just launched a holistic skincare program at the garden. So drum roll, please. But we just hired our own in-house esthetician. I'm so excited. So now not only do we have acupuncture facials, but we also have traditional facials. So for those of you who are nervous with needles or want to come into the to the garden and get a facial, but you haven't had acupuncture before, this is a great way to see master esthetician, someone with a lot of experience who knows holistic skincare, who knows how to use herbs and plants and, you know, lots of tools and skills that lymph drainage, things like that, gua sha, facial cupping. It's going to be so amazing. You definitely have to come check that out. And we're also doing a double launch. So we're also offering holistic microneedling. And I think we should talk more about that soon too. So definitely not your average med spa type of experience. This is going to be a garden version of holistic microneedling. So really gentle, really relaxing, but you're going to get those incredible results that collagen and elastin um, help healing scar tissue or acne scarring, melasma and sun damage, all of that. So we're really excited to, to launch these two services and treatments for the summer season. So come and see us for one or both of those. And we might also lead a summer cleanse. So we didn't talk about cleansing. Oh, Yeah, we didn't get to talk about cleansing in the summertime, but I'm a big fan of a summertime food cleanse and lifestyle cleanse and the energetics and lifestyle changes that you can do in the summer to just kind of wipe the slate clean you know, feel good in your body, feel vibrant for summer, look really fit and feel the way you want to look the way you want to feel and feel the way you want to look, you know? Oh my gosh. I love that. And it's such a different philosophy to have it be food-based. Ah, all right. Well, I'm going to make sure to link everything below and we can kind of maybe dive into that on a later episode when we do late summer might be a bit too late, but we can talk about that. Yeah. Late summer. That's okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it in late summer. Perfect. And I definitely want to dive into skincare throughout the ages. I feel like that is a huge topic, but 
Not today because we are out of time and it was such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much for continuing this series and meeting with me seasonally and with us, all of the audience. And it was such a pleasure. Thank you. You too, Kasha. Good to see you. Thank you so much. That was a really fun conversation. I'm excited to to talk with you again soon. I'll see you for late summer. Yes, for late summer, part whatever, I think four at this point, but everybody have an amazing day and thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Nourish. If you enjoyed this conversation, please leave a review. Five-star reviews help the podcast grow and I'm so grateful for that. I publish new episodes twice a month. So hit the subscribe button to be notified. And if you want to stay connected in between episodes, join my community on Instagram and TikTok at nourish underscore podcast. All right. That's all I got for you today. See you next time.